Welcome to Changemakers, a podcast from APH. We're talking to people from around the world who are creating positive change in the lives of people who are blind or visually impaired. Here's your host. Welcome back to Changemakers. My name is Jonathan Wall. Today we're talking all things Chameleon, APH's brand new refreshable braille device. Developed in partnership with Humanware, the 20-cell device was made specifically for students. And that's what we're going to talk about today. When we decided to develop this new product, we didn't want to just guess at what students wanted or needed. Instead, we pulled together a team, including teachers, to give us input. Joining me today are three change makers. Donna McNear, an education consultant with more than 40 years experience as a teacher and O&M specialist. Liz Anderson, a TVI, O&M specialist, and the program coordinator at the Florida Instructional Materials Center for the Visually Impaired and Andrea Wallace, a TVI, O&M specialist, and the statewide educational specialist at the Florida Instructional Materials Center for the Visually Impaired. All three of our guests today provided feedback that helped us create the Chameleon 20. Thank you all for being a part of our podcast. Thank you. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. Good to be here. We, We appreciate each and every one of you. To to start with, it's important for APH that we make sure we include the right people when we're creating a product in in the development stages. We want constant feedback so we know that we're creating the products that really matter. So, Andrew, we'll start with you on this question. What was it like getting to be a part of the team that came up with the idea behind the Chameleon 20? Uh, I felt it was a a really great opportunity to collaborate with other professionals and and learn from other professionals to hear what um, they are facing and what their needs are in relation to refreshable braille displays. But we also got to really have a great time talking about pie in the sky ideas and really shooting for the stars um, and uh, really focus on what students need to be successful in the classroom. Thanks, Donna. What about you? Well, I'd like to add that in general, it's always a privilege to be included on teams, bringing the teacher experience to initiatives and projects on behalf of children, parents, and colleagues. So being included on this team was particularly meaningful to me because of my deep involvement with electronic Braille tools during my teaching career and ongoing advocacy for Braille tools for kids. Because I see literacy as a basic human right, and I believe in access and equity to content for children who are blind. So it was exciting to be at the table with engineers, researchers, leaders, consumers, and visionaries who were focused on truly making an electronic Braille product designed for all students with the vision of being available to all students. And everyone um, listened to and respected all the voices in the room. So I have a sense of gratitude for having been included on this team. Thanks, Donna. And you mentioned around the table for, for people who didn't have the opportunity to be a part of that event. It was very cool. I wasn't in the brainstorming sessions, but people had, you know, colored pencils, papers, all sorts of things as they were creating their own dream wish list of what refreshable Braille could look like. So it was a a really cool experience, at least from the outside. Liz, uh, what was the experience like for you? Well, so this was my first time really participating in the product development process at APH. And so it was really fascinating to see all of the different um, roles that were represented represented in that 
um, for example, I know we had Donna, an itinerant teacher. We had a teacher from a school for the blind. So it was nice to see those perspectives in there. Um, and I, the meeting that I was in, it was a lot about the name of the products and the colors. So it was exciting to, you know, kind of break out and talk about, oh, what, what could this be? How can we make it really fun and innovative for the students so they're excited about this? And um, I really appreciated, too, that the product developers were there from humanware so they could give us that immediate feedback of what would be realistic, you know, what their perspective was on that. So I was really honored to be able to be part of that process. Thanks, Liz. I, I know each of you have things that you're passionate about. So I'd love to hear from each of you about what was your must-have feature or your, your must-have thing that you were hoping you would see um, as part of the Chameleon 20. And Andrew, we'll start with you again. Oh, that's such a big question. Uh, there are so many things. Uh, for me, though, it was about keeping it, it simple, but also robust, uh, which is a hard thing to accomplish. Um, uh, we have to always keep in mind that it has to be something that many different students can use and utilize and that teachers can also teach and learn to use the device so that students can maximize its potential and use it to their functionality. Um, so I would say keeping it simple was was really big for me, but the apps that um, are um, a prospect uh, for the future for the chameleon are huge that will help facilitate um, literacy and braille reading and writing for students. Thanks, Andrea. Donna, how about you? I want to talk about two must-haves. So I always have to break the rules a little bit. Overachiever. <laughs> so from a navigation perspective, the software design needed to be efficient, straightforward, and focused on the what I think of as the essential literacy tasks for kids. So younger students can easily move around the functions and menus on electronic tool um, must be there. And um, because too often the design of electronic tools can be complex for blind students who don't have the capability to just tap on an icon as young sighted children do. So um, I'm excited about um, being able to contribute information uh, about that. And then also from a hardware perspective, the tool needed to be super portable. That means smaller and sleeker than what was previously available, but and include a sufficient number of braille cells to support reading fluency for children. Thanks, Donna. Liz, how about you? What was your must-have that you really wanted to see in the Chameleon 20? Well, so my must-have was really influenced from back when I was working in schools and seeing teachers struggle with getting devices to talk to district devices, getting files on and off of devices, you know, that kind of compatibility between hardware and software. So really just something that would give teachers and students a multiple ways of connecting and making sure they can really use the device, um, especially some districts, you know, they have firewalls and issues with their network, so they're blocking things. But so I really like with this one, they have the SD card slot, the USB, both for getting files on and off, that you have um, the option of connecting by a USB port or Bluetooth. So I feel like with that, that really increases the chances that they're going to be able to get the device to work the way they want it to. So I was really happy to see all of those features. Thanks, Liz. 
Um, Donna, APH has been working to create refreshable Braille specifically with an educational focus. Why is adoption of refreshable Braille at a young age important? So thanks for asking that question, Jonathan, because this is like a very passionate uh, topic for me. So as an educator for students who are blind, I always maintain a view of what all children are doing with literacy skills and how they are using technology and interactive media. So I examine um, who, when, where, and how young children, all young children are developing early literacy skills. So with that in mind, we all want to provide supports to make lives better in early braille literacy development for young children um, and their families. So we want to provide equitable opportunities to all young children who are blind and make all learning accessible. So to provide intensive braille literacy support so our blind children have the same opportunities as uh, all children, we need to supplement hard copy braille, manual braille tools, and technology without braille access with tools using refreshable braille. We need refreshable braille tools to give families and children the autonomy to read and write with the same opportunities and frequency all children have to read and write. So we need a refreshable braille device for all students in all places. So all the children who need braille can learn. Also, I wanna add, when we consider what we are learning now about the developing brain and um, consider the importance of what I call touch thinking, this is magnified. And so it is never too early to make a difference, make meaningful interventions, and make learning accessible through Braille for a young blind child and make it work for the family. Thanks, Donna. That's exciting to hear, especially as we look to provide more Braille in the future. Now, Andrea, I have a question for you that has to do with the cases. The chameleon comes with several bright colored cases that you can snap on and off. That was added after feedback from the session. Why is it important for students with visual impairments to still have something that looks cool? Well, kids are kids and they want to be individuals and they want to show off their personalities. Uh, we all have the ability to customize our phones with all kinds of different fun cases. Um, I have stickers all over my laptop, not just so I know that it's my laptop because all of ours look the same, but because I want to show off my personality too. So students with visual impairments are, are the same and, and they want to be individuals, show their personalities and... Um, just keep things cool. If anybody remembers when Ambutech came out with the brightly colored canes, I remember my student lost her mind over that. Like, I can have a different color cane. So I, I think it is really, really important to be able to personalize your items. And I have to tell you, it's been tough to get these products into the hands of students for feedback because of COVID-19, but we were able to get some chameleons and, and the cases into students' hands and they were so excited about which color they got to pick. And, you know, it was a lot of work to get all those different cases worked out and size, but hearing the feedback from the students, uh, I think everyone at APH want to pass it along to you. We're like, it was worth it. It was worth every headache to make sure they have that customizable option. So we're very excited about that. Uh, Liz, moving over to you, 
In your role, you work with teachers to decide what products your state should purchase. So what are some things you've discovered that you need in your refreshable Braille? Well, so with our center, really what we try to do is have a variety of devices that um, teachers can borrow and try with their students because we recognize that every student has different needs. So every device, you know, there needs to be a variety of options there based on the student preferences and needs and what's going to best meet those students' needs. Um, so I'm going to kind of echo what Andrea already said. We, we recognize it, it needs to be simple and robust. So something that can easily be learned how to use but then can grow with the student. And we really want to make sure also that it's something that's going to be supported, which so we really appreciate with this product that it's humanware. So we know humanware is going to be there for a long time to make sure that um, the device will still be usable and functional for the student. One more question for you, Liz. Thank you for that. Um, a lot of students this year spent the latter portion of their school year at home. Um, being someone who helps provide students with the resources they need, did you see an uptick or increased need for refreshable Braille as students started learning from home this year? So we actually didn't see too many um, new requests from us for refreshable Braille displays. And we think it's because students who would benefit from one of the devices already had them. But what we did see was more requests for technical assistance from teachers. So teachers realizing, oh, well, I need to be learning how to use these devices and increasing my tech skills so I can help my students learn how to use these devices. And we did um, have some teachers where we gave them the device and the student had the device at home as well. So if we have enough available to be able to do that, that's what we can do for teachers so they can see exactly how the student is using the device. So um, I think that's one kind of, one of those sort of benefits from all of this is teachers realizing they need to be comfortable and knowledgeable as well for the students to be able to learn how to use the device. Thanks, that's good feedback for us as well as we provide training for teachers virtually. We, we definitely wanna be able to provide everything teachers need. Uh, Donna, moving over to you, um, what are the internal features of the Chameleon that you think are gonna make it a great tool for students? Um, thank you. So Liz kind of touched on a few aspects of uh, the Chameleon that's important, but, um, and I already mentioned the importance of a tool having navigation which is what I call manageable for the student. So the chameleon has that manageable navigation because it has capabilities focused on the essential skills for literacy, which is reading and writing. So the editor application in the chameleon allows students to write efficiently. And the library application allows the student to read a wide variety of materials. So these two applications, create a literate environment for a student to read and write independently and without the distractions and complexity of tools designed for adults. And so then there is also um, some great connectivity with mainstream devices, allowing Braille access to a wider range of applications. And this is really important to many of our families. So information also is easily shareable with others through the USB port and the built-in Braille translator. So there are, of course, other applications, but these are the ones that make it a great Braille literacy tool for our students. Thanks so much, Donna. 
Andrea, there's a good chance, a real good chance it looks um, that a lot of students are going to be learning from home this fall. Any tips on virtual instructions for teachers as, as a way to help students who may be having um, learning issues with their Braille device at home or, or just want to, to get better at it? Oh, <laughs> that's such a, a, a big question and a tough question. And all of our students are so different and there's no one size fits all answer yeah. to that question. But um, I think the biggest thing is for us as teachers to recognize, as Liz kind of touched on earlier, uh, this is a time for us to grow professionally and get better with technology. We did see a huge need for that. So as much as teachers can get their hands on the device before it gets to the student, write lesson plans, write a task analysis, get familiar with the navigation like Donna was talking about. And I did find the navigation on the chameleon is I, I love it. It's super easy. It's intuitive. It makes sense. Um, so I, I think if teachers sit down, become familiar with the device, write those lesson plans, have it ready to go. Um, and when you run into problems, who's our first person to call? Tech support and involving students in that process as well and modeling it or having them ask the questions. Um, and also involving family members when possible. Get family members familiar with the device so they can help support um, and facilitate that learning when you're not on the call. Um, it's, it's different difficult times that we are in and we're having to change a lot of our delivery methods of instruction and we have to uh, start thinking outside of the box. Uh, I think a lot of us saw on Pinterest and other areas those DIY like a milk crate with a tablet on top. Uh, so you could use the camera to see what the student's hands are doing. So there's lots of stuff out there. Um, collaborating with your colleagues um, on their strengths, providing virtual instruction will also be key. It's just, it's such a hard question to put in a nutshell. So pardon my rambling, but there, there's a lot. <laughs> You're fine, I understand it. And to anyone on this call or anyone listening, if you come up with great ideas or something that works, let us know because we'd love to share that. Um, we're, we're trying to, to help teachers as much as we can in our role as well. Uh, one final question um, for all of you, you can just jump in in whatever order works. Price is always important, but when you're making refreshable Braille, it can be tough because you don't get the price breaks of mass producing an item just because the need isn't there. We kept the, we were able to keep the quota price below 1500. How do you all think we did on, on the pricing for this product? Okay, I'll, uh, I'll jump in here, Jonathan. So I, I just wanna say, when I think about the transformative reform initiatives that make a difference to educating children, I think about scalability and sustainability. So having a tool with the power of the Chameleon 20 at a price, which I consider affordable, it's transformative because I see it as scalable to all children who read and write Braille. Um, when I discussed Braille accessibility, sometimes with uh, people in general, I sometimes talk about um, what I term Braille economics and the real costs behind the everyday hard copy Braille we supply to children which we often do not realize because of the hidden subsidies behind Braille production. But when people start to think comparatively, they usually, usually reflect on the price of refreshable Braille, and then they start to change their mindset. 
when they have that bigger economic picture. And so the chameleon has the potential to be in the hands of all students who read and write in Braille. And so it's really exciting to envision a future where Braille is available to all students and in all environments. And I think the price um, allows that. Thanks, Donna, that's good to hear. Any, anyone else have feedback on the price? I'll, I'll say something. So I really like the point that Donna made about the cost of producing hard copy Braille. Because for us as an instructional materials center, we're very much aware of how much it costs to produce hard copy Braille. But also for us, because we are trying to provide as many devices out for trial and loan to teachers to test with students, the more affordable they are, the more we can have available, that we, you know, more students are going to be able to try the device at once. Um, so that's really, for us as an EOT with APH, that's a great benefit to have something that is simple but robust and is going to be able to grow with students over many years. And Andrea and I were looking earlier this morning at some of the different devices that are out there, and this really is very reasonably priced for what you're getting. And maybe Andrea can add to that. <laughs> so to piggyback off of what Donna and Liz were saying about the cost of Braille books, it, it is uh, quite pricey. But again, our, our students do need access to that, that literacy. Um, so I think it's a really great and fair price point when looking comparatively at other refreshable Braille devices out there. It's, it's not just a refreshable Braille display. It's not just, or, and it's not just the big, intense, um, computer-like device. It's, it's a nice meeting in the middle, and I think the, the price point definitely reflects that, and especially providing um, an appropriate number of cells, as Donna had mentioned earlier, for students to maintain um, good uh, fluency for reading Braille. Well, thank you to, to each of you for your role in this project. I hope you are as excited as we are that, that the product is, is out and, and kids are now going to be able to get their hands on it. We're very excited. We appreciate the work you've done. And you know, at APH, we say a lot, the future belongs to everyone. And we believe part of that is everyone gets Braille. So we are excited to be along on this journey with you all. Uh, th thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more or order a Chameleon 20, just head over to APH.org and search for Chameleon. I'll have a direct link in the show notes as well. That's it for today's episode of Changemakers. Be sure to look for ways you can be a changemaker this week.